Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. Whenever I'm meeting with somebody about finances and we're talking about the big pieces of their financial life, there's often an elephant in the room. And the elephant looks like a big car payment. And every time there's a car payment, especially a big car payment, there's a story. There's a story behind it. And it goes something like this. I didn't have a car payment, but I paid off my vehicles, but I didn't want to have a car payment, but And the but is, but my car broke down, but it was getting too old, but it had too many miles, but I needed something safer, but I needed something more reliable. But, 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 there's always a but. And on the other side of the but is a decision that will significantly cripple a family's ability to live out their meaning and purpose and their broader vision. New data was just released for third quarter of 2023. I remember a few years ago when I saw this data, I thought, this can't get any crazier. I was wrong. It gets crazier every quarter. Check this out. The average new car payment is now $726 a month. The average new car debt is over $40,000. So on average, when somebody buys a new car, the debt averages $40,000. And it averages almost six years of loan term. So on average, people are signing up for monthly payments of $726 a month for almost six years. This is a trap. Because after those six years, what are we going to do? We're going to butt ourselves into the next car payment. Used car payments aren't that much different. The average used car payment is $533 a month. Average balance is $27,000 over almost six years on average. Our car payments are killing us. I remember, I remember when I saw my first $1,000 car payment, because again, that's $726, that's average. That's an average car payment. I remember when I saw my first $1,000 car payment, I thought, holy cow, this is wild. Now I see $1,000 car payments weekly. Many, many people have $1,000 car payments, and that's just one car. They may have, I know families that have multiple $1,000 car payments. I'm now seeing $1,500 car payments. It is not abnormal to see a $1,300, $1,500 car payment. But what we do, we, we do this little psychological game, and we say, but... And then we explain why we didn't have a choice. I recently met with somebody whose car broke down. They had a perfectly good car. 
maybe 65,000 miles. Pretty nice car. And it broke down. And the bill, they, had it, they actually had it paid off. They finally paid it off. And, and the bill to fix it was over $1,000. And they said, we didn't want to throw away money fixing this vehicle. So we went and got a new car. So they went from, they didn't want to spend $1,000 one time to fix this perfectly good vehicle with no payment on it to getting a different car with $800 every month car payments. They didn't want to sink $1,000 into their car, so they used that to justify spending $800 every single month on a different vehicle. Here's my message today. You don't have to buy that car. You don't have to buy that car. For whatever reason, culture tells us we need to buy that car. I have a, I have a client that told me recently that their vehicle had about 75,000 miles, and um, meaning it was concerning how old it was, and they needed to get something new. And I, and I told them, and I said, I, I don't really know what you think of this, but I've never owned a vehicle with less than 75,000 miles on it. And they looked at me like I was crazy. They looked at me like I had worms growing out of my ears. They couldn't believe how dare I risk my family by driving something so old and crappy. I mean, the truth is today we drive, my, my wife and I, we drive a vehicle that has 125,000 miles and a vehicle that has 175,000 miles. And there's one big reason for that because number one, we will not go into car debt. We're not going to borrow money for something that just plummets in value. To be honest, it's one of the secrets of why we've had financial success over the last decade. We've bought used, reliable vehicles without debt, and that's freed us up to do so much more. There is nothing in this world that will send us into car debt. It can't happen. It's not on the table. That option doesn't exist. We haven't had car payments in, I don't know, 14 years. We haven't had one car payment in 14 years. And people say, well, you probably spend a lot of money fixing your crappy cars. Well, not really. Things come up. Things happen. But when they do, we have the sinking fund for a car maintenance, and we fix our vehicles, and we move on with life. It doesn't hinder our life. It doesn't sabotage us. I've recently met with families that have more than $2,000 a month in car payments and their justification is they don't have a choice. They had to buy these vehicles. They had to buy these vehicles. This is a cultural myth that's driving so many of our families into the financial toilet. Because once we jump in there, we can't get out. Because we get these long loans with big payments, and by the time we finally get our vehicle paid off, it's time 
to buy a different vehicle. So we get, so we do it again and we do it again and we do it again. A big part of my coaching is helping people get on the other side of that because people's natural instinct is as soon as a vehicle is paid off, that's the time we should go get a different vehicle. That's how we treat it in our culture. Instead, if we were to just say, okay, time out, time out, vehicles paid off, let's start putting money aside. Let's start putting money aside every month. And that money will be in, used in part to, to maintain our car, but also we build it up enough so that we can take that money and then we can sell our car and we can combine those two blocks of money and buy a new vehicle. New to us vehicle. It doesn't have to be new. Maybe it's used. I, I've always bought used. I don't know if I'll ever buy a new vehicle. I don't ever see the purpose in it because if you buy a, a good used vehicle, you can let the early depreciation come off before you buy it. But we don't have to buy that vehicle. Nobody is going to put a gun against our head and force us to sabotaging our financial lives. If we sabotage our financial lives with these big fat car payments, that's on us. We're not victims here. If you need to buy a vehicle, we need to buy a vehicle with whatever money we have. We can't let the cultural wave push us off the cliff. I know there's some vehicles that are just not ideal. I get it. We have to figure it out, though. We have to navigate the journey. And here's something that happens. If we tell ourselves and we make a commitment that debt is not an option for a vehicle, it's funny how quickly we'll save up for a car. If debt is not an option, we have to prioritize saving up for a vehicle. Not saving up for a $40,000 vehicle or even a $30,000 vehicle. But you can save up for a $10,000, maybe a $15,000. We can do this. If we force ourselves into having boundaries with ourselves, we make different choices. We make different sacrifices. I believe future me, future Travis, deserves a reality in which they don't have to pay all this money every month for a car. I don't want future Travis to be saddled with all these big fat car payments because current Travis wants something fancier, wants something nicer. I think future me deserves better. And I have to, I have to mind those boundaries. And I've met with hundreds and hundreds of families so often the vehicle payments are the difference between making progress on their dreams and not. And one of the interesting parts about our financial lives is that a car can be undone. We can't undo student loans. We can't. We can't undo student loans. It's harder to undo a house. There's a lot of implications there, but you can undo it, but you can't. It's, it's, you can't do it simply. Cars are that one area of our life 
that we have a button we can push to undo it. If you're really, really desirous of of moving the needle financially, if you really care about making progress and shifting the narrative of your financial life, a vehicle is often the easiest button to push. But there's there's a dark side to it too. Here's the dark side. Here's the flip side. It's hard to do it because it's public. Selling your car, downshifting your car, is a public decision. People see it. That's the problem people have. I've had clients that bought brand new cars, and as we talk it through, I'll tell them, I said, your option, your best option, maybe your only option is to sell that vehicle. And they'll say no, because people will think they've failed. The power of public perception is profound. So on one hand, selling a vehicle, downshifting a vehicle to free up your financial life, it's often the easiest route and the most effective route. But it's also the hardest because it's public. So we have have a decision to make. We can decide what looks best or we can decide what is best. And for many families, unwinding car decisions is the quickest way to living a more purposeful, meaningful, intentional, and financially successful life. You don't have to buy that car. Much like a lot of these things in this whole meaning over money spectrum, this advice is countercultural. I get it. I understand. I understand that what I'm saying flies in the face of everything everybody else around us is doing. I get that. I'm not naive. But I think you deserve better than that. I think you deserve better than the normal way of living your cars. I think you deserve better than a $726 a month payment on a $40,000 loan over six years. I think you deserve better. And I know I'm committed to living it different. I know I'm committed to never having a car payment again. I am laser focused, 100% committed. My wife and I talk about that whenever this, this idea of cars come up. If we want a vehicle, we're going to save up for a vehicle and then we're going to upgrade, trade in one, and buy the vehicle that we need to buy. There are no excuses for us. There are no shortcuts. We don't have to buy that car. And in the meantime, yes, we're going to fix our vehicles. We're going to maintain them. There's going to be repair bills. Things are going to break. It's going to happen. That's what happens with vehicles. But it's such a better approach than sinking hundreds or thousands of dollars into vehicles every single month just to watch the value plummet. When we live meaning over money, let's apply that to all areas of our life, including our cars. You don't have to buy that car. That's all I have today. Take care, guys.